Hey, everybody. I am Wes, your keeper for Otherworld London, and this is episode 28. Uh, we are here with some awesome players, and uh, let's start with uh, Mac this time. Hey, everybody. I don't know about the awesome player part, but I'm Mac Beauvais, and I'm playing Ethel Prendergast, who is being taunted and tortured by ghosts of her past, literally. Hi, I am Michelle Otis, and I play Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms. And uh, she is trying to figure out why certain people are alive who shouldn't be. Oh, hello. I'm Terry. I'm playing Alizé Carew of the Carews. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, about to be uh, a duchess and uh, waiting, basically. Lady in waiting. Um, soon to be married. Uh, dealing with my mother-in-law and other miserable experiences. Hi, I'm Maria Iyengar playing Dr. Lisette Powell, who's nursing a bit of a, uh, let's call it a skeptic hangover. <laughs> that's a good like way to that. put it a skeptic <laughs> hangover okay so the last time that we got together dr powell had gone to ethel's to show her the mask and get some answers for for all the weird stuff that she had kind of seen up until this point they had a conversation and ethel basically gave her an information overload and told her all this stuff and she took it relatively well, but also because of alcohol. Eugenia and Alizé met up. Alizé was saved from her future mother-in-law from shopping because her mother-in-law had to go on a tea date, as it were, or a tea meeting. And they followed her because three people in masks were following the Duchess. So they all followed each other. And they saw Mabel Tillis and her husband, Lord Tillis, who both of them were dead, according to everyone, dead. Decidedly um, dead. Yes. So that was disconcerting. And they all got together and you guys spoke with Miss Tillis and she seemed as if never to have met you before and only sort of knew Miss Pinbottom through the grapevine and didn't seem to react well to being told that that wasn't the truth. Alizé smelled something pungent coming from her, some kind of smell that's just off, which is pretty impressive in 1890s London. Uh, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> There's a lot of smells that are competing against each other, but anything unnatural and out of the ordinary, that's what pops out. Absolutely. All four of you are together, and you're at Alizé's shop. When you get to the shop, you really weren't knowing what to expect because it had been gone through by people in masks not two hours before. But when you go in, everything is exactly where you left it. Everything is perfectly in place. They've overcorrected. It's too perfect in here. I couldn't possibly imagine what that means. It means that someone has definitely been here. Everything is too perfect. I have to wonder what they were looking for. And to the point, did they find it? Or were they casting a spell of some sort on the shop? Welcome to Curious Air and Curiosities, Dr. Powell. This is my shop. Mm. I also live above, well, sometimes. Sometimes? 
Now, I didn't see them go upstairs. I only saw them down here. We should check upstairs as well. Ethel's going to try and scope around for anything they may have left behind or like, you know, drawings or, you know, runic configurations or whatever they might have done. So I'm imagining all of you at this point are kind of at a heightened alert. Everybody do a spot hidden roll. That's my super roll. I hope I do good. I believe in you. Five. <laughs> Wow, this is a new wow. Mac. Excellent. Yeah. I think I think I think my dice caught whatever Max dice used to have. I have eighty six. <laughs> Mine have also caught the disease. I've been um, siphoning no. it off magically while we've been in the off season. <laughs> I like super failed that one, so it's cool. All right. I only missed it by three. <laughs> so Alize and Dr. Powell. You know, you're looking around, you don't really see anything. Eugenia and Ethel, you notice that there's a flower that's out of place just a few inches from the door, but it seems like it's actually growing through the wood. It's not just dropped there. Oh, no. Uh, I have a suspicion, ladies. There's a flower that is growing directly out of the wood, making me wonder if this is what they intend to be their next church, if we can call it that, location. So you're saying my place is now a new beacon for these creatures. Great. Wait, are we calling them creatures and not just people in masks? They start as people in masks, but they slowly transform into whatever... um, spirit of the animal that seems to be placed upon their face. You notice how hard it was to take those masks off from what I recall. I I mean, it was difficult, but not impossible. I assumed there was some sort of uh, caustic agent on the other side of it, bonding to the skin, but... Right, but there's not only them wearing a mask, but it also changes their nature inside to more closely align with the animal for which they are wearing. Wild. While they're discussing... I'm going to see what happens if I try to pluck the flower. Okay, as you start to reach for the flower, it looks like a rose, and it opens up, and inside of it is a small face. Cool. And it starts to scream at you as you start to reach for it in a high-pitched fashion. Uh, That's not disturbing at all. Nope, no thank you. No, I move more quickly to try and pluck it, so maybe it'll stop screaming. Okay. Eugenia, Ethel, and Alizé, you have seen enough bad shit crazy stuff at this point that this is not going to jar you much, but I am going to ask Dr. Powell, who is still coming off her high. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I got an 80. Damn it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry, it's an 8. 8, good. Oh, <laughs> Fuck. You might need to put those dice in a gun and shoot them away from you. <laughs> no, we're okay. Holy. Holy beans. We're all right. Yes, ex- screaming flower. Excellent. Good. Perfectly normal. I'm still drunk. <laughs> that, that must be it. You're still drunk. <laughs> yeah, she's like not at all. And yet what we what we need to feel sane. <laughs> So you pluck this flower out 
and its face and petals drain of color as the color flows out of its stem onto the ground and it gives kind of this death wail as it dies and you notice that the stem like the tentacles in the mask decay very fast and is there any place else you want to check around now that you've found this one so are we looking for flowers now <laughs> Uh, no, that one screamed. That one screamed as it died. Everybody should check the shop to make sure there aren't any more of these. Top to bottom, everyone. Let's take a look. Just to clarify, you all see screaming, dying, people-faced flowers on the regular. Oh, no, my dear. This, this gives you none past? No, no. This is a new one. Uh, yes, screaming flowers are new and unusual, to be sure. However... We've seen far worse. That is deeply ominous. Quite mild in the grand scheme of things. Like I said, we're dealing with creatures out there that have, that were people, that are no longer really people. So a flower that screams, mm, on the scale, not quite as alarming. Let's pull the flowers so we can save the people. Yes? Uh-huh. Yes. This will stop more people turning. So you start looking around, and you don't find any other flowers on the first floor. You go up, um, Atlas, you had mentioned going up to the second floor. Is that what you want to do? Yes, I shall check my room. All right, so when you go up to your room, there is a large box. It's wrapped, but it's wrapped in, like, leaves and things, almost like vines, but done in such a way that it looks like it's done on purpose and it's done artfully almost like they're trying to mimic like a present or something oh a gift great and there is a small scroll sitting on top of <laughs> you know sometimes you break up with someone and they just not <laughs> <laughs> just don't get the point just don't get the hint and they just drop off things for you and it's like oh i didn't really need a thing from you i'm already done but you're they're not done so um <laughs> All right. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. so I am going to take the box. I'm going to grab the box and the scroll. I'm going to take it downstairs to the other ladies because I really don't want to open this by myself. Okay. Even so if I you probably should, but I want to make sure that I don't make any stupid choices on my freaking own because um, I don't trust myself <laughs> around this energy. So um, we know what happened before. All right, cool. So... Ladies, um, it looks like I've been left with not only a flower by my door, but a gift. I didn't want to open it alone for fear of persuasion uh, emanating from said gift, pulling me in any direction that I don't want. So please do keep an eye. Um, I go to proceed to try to unwrap the vines if I can. Yeah, you basically... You want to look at the scroll first? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to unwrap it, and then, I wanna, then I'm going to look at the card. Okay, I'm cool. afraid that if I open the scroll, it might be an incantation of some sort, and I don't want to summon anything, but I do want to see what's inside the box. Of course. All right. So, uh, Ethel, did you want to say something? Uh... I was going to suggest her reading the scroll first, but she seems pretty 
intent on opening the box, so. <laughs> okay. So what's you. In the box? What's in the fucking you, box? In that box. The very top of it is kind of done in a almost a bow shape, and you just pull it, and it unravels like a flower, kind of out. Mm-hmm. The box then cracks open and comes open as well. And in the center is this very, very beautiful floating ball of light. And it's it looks almost like a crystal ball, but in the center is all these different lights and things. And it's floating probably about a foot off the ground once the box goes away. Great, a floating orb. All right, now we shall look at the note. This can't be good. Dr. Powell's going to pull out just a little scalpel and just point it at it. (laughs) (laughs) That is completely, completely reasonable. She sort of just shrugs and looks over at the group like, actually, not a bad idea. We should have maybe weapons at the ready. I don't know what to do once we read. Of course. I'm going to pull out my little gun from my garter. Yep. The general okay. gave us. Yeah. Yeah. We're all packing yeah. at my little <laughs> Oh, oh Scaffolds my. are great too, but we also have some firepower just in case. Just I, in case. I mean, what, you know what they say, don't bring a scalpel to a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> That's on me. <laughs> so I'm going to, now I will look at the scroll and I roll open the scroll and... Can I read it? Yeah, absolutely. It just simply says, congratulations on your wedding day. Enjoy this bauble of the universe. And that's all it says. Yeah, I don't trust it. Uh, I think it's an eye to look after me, but not like the good look after, like the like bad look after, like the look after where bad things might happen and they're spying on me. So can we shoot it now? You want to try to shoot it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys don't have to make a roll because it's right there. You shoot it, and it starts to crack, and it starts lowering to the ground, and all of this energy starts to seep out of it, and finally it melts into the ground, and the entire floor starts to shake and move around and kind of, I'm going to use the word undulate, And you see suddenly this spear of a branch coming up through the floor and then more branches and a tree trunk starts to form up through the center of the building. You guys need to get out of there quick. These vines and stuff are expanding quickly. So whatever this was, it was an egg or a seed for one of these trees. Right, so not a good gift. Let's run, ladies. <laughs> yes. So everybody give me a dex check. Uh, 45. Uh, 44. Excellent. 68. What do you have? 85. 80. Okay. I have not been rolling well at all. No. Yeah, I was not very dexterous. Dr. Powell and Alizé, you guys like beat feet 
<laughs> and you make it out the front door. Ethel and Eugenia get caught up with it because they, you know, they have those 1880s fashionable shoes that are not the greatest, and they are not as lucky as you, and they get stuck in one of the floorboards as it's coming up and down, and they just face plant. You see all of these vines kind of wrap a, like around them so that they're kind of stuck on the floor as the tree goes up through the ceiling. The other thing you notice is no one seems to respond to this in the streets. People just keep walking right by without any notice at all. Eugenia and Ethel, you both take three points of hit point damage just because it, it kind of it hurts. It kind of squeezes you. You fall down hard and you're stuck under these wood vines that have grown up around you. What do you guys want to do? I say, where's that scalpel? Do, do the vines look like they're like moving living at all where like shooting one of them might do like it might like release its grip? No, it's definitely like a tree branch just growing very quickly, not really like a tentacle or a snake or something like that. The tree has stopped growing. It grew that fast and it kind of blew up through her ceiling. And now there's this huge oak tree there and they're just caught in the vines. You know how on certain trees that the roots stick up out of the ground and then go back in? Yeah. That's what they're caught underneath is those vines. They're being restrained by these roots that are sticking up. Gotcha. Uh, well, I'm going to run back in. Uh, I think in her medical bag, because she deals with like some factory workers and lie burns are a thing that happen quite often, mm -hmm. she keeps a little bottle of like fairly strong acid to neutralize it just in case she deals with like caustic burns. So I think she's just going to like pour out one of those bottles of acid on like a big vine clump that's keeping them sort of restrained just because I know the little scalpel will take forever. She's going to try to like pour that, see if that does anything and then get to cutting. It doesn't burn through it yeah. quickly, but what it does do is it, it makes it weak enough that you guys can break these, these vines out. So you do that a couple of times and you're able to free the two of them. But the time that it takes, you notice that there is a almost completely transformed woman in a hawk mask. She has feathers coming out of her skin and she has no clothes on. She's completely covered in plumage. And she says, welcome to the new temple of Sir Nunos. Can I help you ladies? So I see I've been replaced. Let's get out of here, ladies. And we run. I want to get you all out of there. We got to run. I'll have you know I'm an Anglican. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys get out of there really fast. And, and as you're leaving, you see all these people in masks showing up and starting to do their thing where they're passing out new masks to new people, starting to talk to people. Where do you want to go? I cannot believe the things I just saw. <sighs> right. Believe them. They are real and they are true. And unfortunately, they are terrible. Yeah, actually, I think that uh, this is a good point for a, a sand check for all of you because you were all attached to the shop in one way or another. So I think that just seeing that is going to be a, a shock. And, and Dr. Powell, this is all new to you, so... Yeah. Uh, 25. So you're cool. 
I made my sad check. You're cool. I did not. I am not okay. I am not okay. I got a 99. Oh, I, oh, okay. I was close. I got a 96. Oh. <laughs> Girl. Girl. What's up with these dice? They were being nice and now they're not. Because Wes said something. I told you he shouldn't have said a thing. Cursed them. <laughs> <laughs> cursed them. See, you said I, you I only I had one set today it. that was good. You cursed them and you said something. <laughs> when you acknowledge that they're being good, they hear you and they go, oh, really? <laughs> uh-huh. Just seeing the shop that your father and your mother left to you explode into a huge tree really affected your... Yeah, for my ex. Kind of fucks me up. <laughs> yeah, kind of fucks you up because your ex did it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you take five points of sand uh, damage. And what I need you to do, because we got to figure out if you now have some kind of like, mental illness, I need you to roll against your intelligence and you want to roll over your intelligence. Oh, I should pick the dice that have been rolling too high. Let's do you. Right. Yeah, no, I'm not okay. Okay. That's a All 22. Right. My intelligence is 70. Yeah, so you you are processing everything very well. Okay, so roll me a 10-sided die and tell me what you get. Three. A three. So you guys get outside, and we'll get to Ethel in a moment, but you guys get outside and you start getting away, and Alizé suddenly just breaks like something snaps in her brain and she turns around and just flies into a group of masked people and starts wailing on whoever's nearest to them (laughs) without any worry about her own self like she's just in there smacking punching at one point uh they start fighting back let me deal with ethel's insanity see where that's at and then we'll come back to what happens with alice (laughs) okay great you want to uh you want to roll over your intelligence yeah how many points did i take by the way for sam uh you take five as well Dice are consistent. After the long day of dealing with the ghost and it, and seeing Mabel and everything else, this is just, you know what? Fuck this world and this reality. I did not make it. <laughs> I rolled under my intelligence. You are bad dice boys. You are very bad. No. Can you roll a 10-sided for me? Seven. Okay, one second. Gonna get other dice boys. Ethel drops to the ground, starts convulsing heavily, and blood just starts streaming out of her nose, and her teeth are chattering, and she's having all of these issues all at once. Dr. Powell? Yeah, uh, I think she's definitely going to jump in and assume she's having some sort of, like, a grand mal seizure, and will be going into, like trying to restrain to keep her from like flailing in a way that would harm her and like okay cool yeah um so do a medicine roll for me and then do a strength check for me sweet oh god damn it (laughs) i got a 96 on my medicine (laughs) roll (laughs) wow (laughs) i'm so good at medicine damn it 
I don't understand why pressing my thumb in her eye socket isn't helping her. Why is that working? It works all the time. Some good old-timey medicine. Some good old-timey IR doctor. So stupid. And then uh, 14 on the strength check. You're not supposed to swallow the frog when I put it in your mouth. <laughs> uh, you just <laughs> let it sit in there and let the juices seep in. God damn it. So what'd you get on your strength check? Uh, 14. Okay. So you're trying to figure out the best way to keep her from hurting herself. You're able to restrain her, but not before she throws this amazing haymaker out of nowhere and just cracks you straight in the face. (laughs) Just crack. Yeah. And you can feel the blood just running down from your nose as you're trying to restrain her. You take two points of damage. Cool. I guess I deserved that. (laughs) Fuck. So that leaves Eugenia not restraining someone or in a brawl. What is Eugenia going to do? Eugenia is going to run towards Alizé. She's going to fire her gun in the air in the hopes that it will shock them enough to disperse them. Okay. And then grab Alizé by the collar and drag her out (laughs) (laughs) all right um so you do that you don't need to make any roll uh because it's easy enough uh someone three streets over gets hit in the head with a bullet but we won't talk about that (laughs) right now so you shoot in the air and like all good wild animals they go in the opposite direction and run away alizé's face is covered in tears and blood and she's just she's been in a brawl and she's really angry and once everybody runs away she just passes out and you realize that you and Dr. Powell hear the sound of a Bobby down the street doing the whistle thing and coming towards you guys what do the two of you want to do? Jesus, Mary and Joseph, she I think she broke my nose Did you shoot someone is there a cab nearby? Roll a luck roll for oh, me. Oh, I have such a low luck. I believe in you. I also I, believe I will in have, you. I ha- I'll have Dr. Pal because she just got cracked in the face. I'll have her do the luck roll. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm feeling lucky. I am not. I got a 50. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, no, like before, there isn't any cabs around, mainly because there were so many people in mass that suddenly showed up that kind of choked out the, the street. This police officer, you know, a basically foot patrol guy comes up. It's like, uh, madam, what's, what's wrong with the, I heard a gunshot. What is she, is she shot? What is, what's happening? She's talking to you, Dr. Powell. Oh, okay. I make sure my gun is hidden back in my garden right. because they will never look there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a gunshot. It's, uh, it, I believe my good friend here is having some sort of seizure. Uh, she needs medical attention post haste. Okay, I will, uh, and so he starts blowing his whistle to call other people over. Now, he hasn't really noticed you, Eugenia, or Alizé, who you guys are like 20 feet away from where Dr. Powell is, and Alizé is slumped over on the floor, on the ground. What do you want to do? I am flagging off Eugenia, by the way, just like, girl. Cool, cool. Yeah, but there's nowhere to go, so I'm I'm gonna 
No, she's saying you should go and leave Alize there. I think, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, no, I was like, if you, do you look like you have the ability to like carry her off? No. Okay, then I would say like leave her here and we'll treat it like a medical situation. Like just. Okay. I mean, yeah. All she's doing is waving, so you can take that however you want. Okay, so. What do you want to do? I don't want to just leave her there, but yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Um, Jail's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So, okay, I'm going to I'm going to <laughs> go like around the corner, and then I'm going to go get help. Like maybe get my cab. Well, not cab, but get my carriage, you know, okay. from home All right. or whatever. But I'm going to go get help. At least go get the general because he has some influence. Okay, cool. So you go get your cab and whatever. Dr. Powell, within a few minutes, a bunch of police officers show up. They start looking around and, and they, they say, well, we have someone with a cart coming to help bring them to the hospital. Um, what happened to this other lady over here on the on the ground? Uh, the best I can imagine is some sort of uh, vapors were in the street and these delicate, beautiful women, because their bodies are so weak, as you would know, uh, we are the, yes, fair, yes. the weaker sex, yes. Uh, they were simply overcome. And thankfully, I was able to wave the majority of them off in order to do what I could, but even I'm feeling rather faint. Oh. I understand. Well, they're very lucky they had such a well-prepared nurse nearby to help out. Now, <laughs> I am a doctor. Really? Yes, Dr. Lissette Powell. Well, you learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for your service. You're welcome. And so. she's literally like biting the inside of her cheek right now. And there's like a tiny trickle of blood in her mouth. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, a few moments later, an ambulance shows up and uh, they're able to restrain Ethel, who is still having this ongoing uh, seizure of some, of some sort. And they put Alizé on a stretcher as well. They, you know, ask you if you want to ride along to the hospital. I would love to. Thank you. Okay, cool. So you get on there and you start heading. We'll deal with uh, Eugenia right now. So Eugenia, you get back to your house and you go up inside. Are you gonna just go to the? Are you? You're gonna go get the general, right? Yes. Or no? Okay. Yes, and I'm having my people prepare our carriage. Okay. Because, you know, that takes a minute. So when you get in there, Godfrey meets you at the door. Madam, um, you... You may... I don't... There's something going on in your husband's den with your son and some other gentleman that came with him. And it seems very tense in there right now. I just wanted to let you know. And he seems 
like very, very concerned about something. Hmm. Thank you for letting me know, Godfrey. Um. I go in. Okay. Go in. So when you walk in, your husband is standing next to the window looking out. Does not turn around when you walk in. Your son, Robert Jr., is sitting across from the desk. And next to him is a man, uh, this, you know, probably in his late 50s, gentleman in a nice suit and whatever. And Robert goes... Oh, why, Father, look who's here. Um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I guess I shouldn't call you that. Um, according to the good lawyer and the head of Lord McNevin's estate, he's not my father, is he, Mother? How dare you? How dare you? I dare. You have been lying to me. Oh, really? Yes. Let's speak about lies for a moment, shall we? Let's speak about the fact that you chose to put your father and I on a very strict allowance, forcing us to remove many of our servants and to live well below our means. And in the meantime, you were cavorting with prostitutes. Not only that, your wife is showing up in new frocks. You were spending our money as though it were nothing. Let's speak about lies for a moment then, shall we? And as far as Lord McNevin is concerned, no, he was not your father. He believed that he was. It is something I've spoken with with your actual father about. Um, but he was mistaken, and that is all. Really? You, you never slept with him around the time I was born? I am not even going to dignify that with a response. How dare you speak to me in that manner? How dare I? You are the one with the improprieties in her past. A lady of your sort convorting in such way before marriage, I swear. Well... You are the one cavorting with prostitutes, currently. And you dare to speak to me in such a way? Well, now that I've been named as Lord McNevin's heir, I what? can do whatever I like. Yes, Mother, and he stands up. Because according to the will, I am Lord McNevin's son. He accepted me before he passed away. Well, you're not his son. I don't care what the will says. You're not. Well, I guess we'll never know, because your impropriety has made it impossible for us to tell. Hasn't it? How dare you speak to your mother in such a way? I'll have you leave my house right now. Certainly. I would wish nothing more than to be rid of this place. And he walks out, and the lawyer stands up and says... Uh, nice to meet you, ma'am. And then he walks out and the general just keeps looking out the window. And that's where we're going to stop. Ooh. Holy 
Holy cow. Yeah. Snatch that bitch. Are you kidding me? I cannot. Oh, I yeah. cannot. I cannot. Oh my goodness. If he talked to me that way, <laughs> I already come through this microphone. Uh, punch. Just punch pop him. him in his fucking in mouth. Lip, that little, <laughs> just oh, right in shit. that lip. Oof. Oh. Nah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. nah, bro. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Okay. Do you want just like an 84th trimester abortion? <laughs> you will knock his ass out. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch. Wow. I'll do something far worse than that, which is find out a way to disown him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> disown him. Disown him. It's crusty well, they, ass. They, <laughs> Thank you guys. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and, that was uh, so fun. <laughs> so um, thank you guys so much. Let's see what everybody's doing and uh, then we'll go from there. Uh, so Michelle, since you had the biggest uh, cliffhanger today, let's uh, let's start with you. I'm still breathing. <laughs> I'm still trying to get a breath here. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Michelle Otis, and on the socials, you can find me at Mishulu, that's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also uh, find my music through Plate Mail Games on Drive Through RPG, and I'm going to continue breathing. <laughs> but hey guys, I'm Mac Beauvais. You can summon me through the internet by going to at Strange Like That on your social medias or strangelikethat.com. You can also come and find me over at Happy Jacks every Monday and uh, check out all the stuff I'm up to. I've been keeping myself busy during this uh, very interesting time in our world's history. Hi, I'm Abria Iyengar. You can catch me on social media at Quiddy, Q-U-I-D-D-I-E. I do a ton of streaming. Uh, and my big campaigns, you can catch me on Colock 1991, which is a, a Kids on Bikes actual play, over on Hyper RPG on Monday nights. Uh, we're on a little hiatus now, but we'll still be releasing game-related content. So catch, uh, hop on in for that. Uh, Tuesdays are Pirates of Salt Bay Night over on Saving Throw Show, along with the amazing Terry Gamble. Um, we will be starting season three on April 14th. And uh, Wednesdays are a Hillfolk campaign that I'm playing with some amazing streamers that I've always wanted to work with over on Scabby Rooster. Time and title details. TBD. Check out my socials for more. Terry? You can find me uh, on the internet at terrygamble.com, at the Terry Gamble on the social medias. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm mostly on the Twitter, though, I'll be honest. Um, you can talk to me there. Uh, I like to read things. That's probably why I'm a very visual person. Uh, let's read yeah, together. Yeah. It'll be great. Um, you can find me, Lesabria said, at Pirates of Salt Bay on Tuesday nights, playing a pirate adventure. Arr, there she blows with lots of booty. booty. Um, you can also find me on Mondays at Horror Movie Survival Guide. Um, um, the podcast is out all the time. You can check our backlog. I started off as a producer <laughs> on that show. There's like over 150 episodes now. So enjoy and, and stream at your delight. Uh, watch a movie. Watch the movie first because we're heavy on spoilers for each one of our episodes. It's basically like if you you know are craving going to the movies with your friends right now. I don't know why you would want to do that. Just kidding. You probably want to have that feeling right now where you want to hang out with people. Watch the movie and then listen to our podcast. It'll feel like you're hanging out with your friends after the movie to talk about the movie. Um, and, uh, uh, I'm going to be on Happy Chacks, I think, a few times over the next few months um, on their Friday night show um, podcast where we just talk about gaming and like what it's like and what we love about it and, and answer questions for folks. So check me out there as well. Uh, cool. 
Awesome. And I am Wes Otis. Uh, you can find me at Plate Mail Games on Twitter. You can also find the show at 12-Sided Stories. That's the number 12-Sided Stories on Twitter or on Instagram, 12-Sided Stories again, or on our website. If you want to uh, help out the podcast you can do one of three things or all three uh leave us a review give us a shout out or uh join us on patreon where we do really cool things for you finally thank you guys today was a lot of fun i really appreciate you guys being here and um we will talk at you all very soon bye bye, bye. bye. thank you